This is a HeadGum Original. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Oh my... Oh my God, you're here. You're listening to the one and only RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast available in the whole goddamn world. What a treat for you. What a treat for us. We're talking the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race season 16. I'm Mono Agapian. I am uh, just gobsmacked to be joined today by a a queer trailblazer, I, uh, a former state representative in the state of Pennsylvania, the first uh, openly gay uh, legislator elected in Pennsylvania, I believe, if my facts are correct. Um, they're currently working and continuing to make meaningful change. Now in New York, they're going to tell us all about it. It's Brian Sims. <laughs> Hi, Mono. How are you? I am so good. <laughs> this That's is quite an introduction. trying to, to eloquently and accurately describe what you do. I don't think I did that well. <laughs> no, no, you did it great. Now I recap. Now I recap RuPaul's Drag Race with with folks um yeah you got it exactly right i'm not in the i'm not in the the house anymore i i was i've been out a year last november and now i i still sort of work with some of the world's biggest companies to try to get them to do shit about equality instead of just tell us that they like us let us know how much they like us or put our our brand on things and so yeah mm-hmm. i still work on equality every day that's amazing like I, 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 I'm so glad to have you here. I've followed your career for years. I feel like, you know, I feel like, you know, you've been, uh, you, you get talked about a lot, especially in queer circles, right? Because people always want to know what you're doing next and like how they can activate themselves as queer people. Cause I like, you're, you do such a good job of like living your authentic life, but also being incredibly politically charged. You, you know, it's interesting when I when I started doing a lot of this work, I don't come from a background of a whole lot of marginalization for being a queer person. And for for certainly for a period of my my life, I wondered how it's sort of where that meant I could fit in. And, you know, the older I got, obviously, the more opportunities for for discrimination, the more opportunities for inequality I've seen. But right from the get go, sort of I know what it's like for us to be so close to have to getting some of this shit right. 
And so it's not been difficult to sort of try to position myself there to work to, to work for equality my whole life. And, um, you know, I, I, if you asked me 10 years ago if I thought it would be this much of an uphill battle right now, I would not have said yes. But mm-hmm. I, I cannot imagine a more important time for for those of us that believe in equality sort of across the board to be in each other's corners right right now and sort of fighting together. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. I mean, you know, we have we have a fun election year ahead of us. Do you have any pointers for queer people like myself who want to activate themselves and educate themselves in a year filled with all all kinds of inter- all kinds of interesting oh, stuff? Right. All the places that were needed. Um, yeah. Here's one of the things that I, I try to remind queer people about all the time. So one of the things that my colleagues in the House of Representatives were most scared of, aside from sort of parents, children. Uh, veterans, they were often quite scared of experts. And every LGBTQ person I have ever met in my life is an expert in the impact of having our civil rights, our right to housing, to employment, to be discriminated against in public, to to vote in the ways that we do or live in the ways that we do impact. Mm -hmm. And that expertise is super useful. So it's not just that we're starting from ground zero when when queer people are advocating and and being activists. We have a frame of reference that is directly relevant to the subject. The other part of that is simply knowing that there are more anti-LGBTQ bills introduced right now in the United States than at any time in history. And if there was ever a Isn't time and place where we are all necessary, it's now. A bitch. Yeah. Isn't that a bitch? And we, we feel it, right? Like, it's not a surprise to most people to hear that. You'd think, well, it must have been worse in, at this point in the 60s or at this point in the 80s. Yeah. And, you know, no, invisibility had big impacts on us as queer people. But the, the visibility that we have now. You know, I think a lot of people are mistaken thinking that having trans women on the cover of Time magazine means that trans women are no longer experiencing the the deep depravity of the most discrimination you see in the country. And so, you know, we have to make sure that people don't disconnect these things that are both very poignant and that we're really good at, at telling, speaking in the first person as queer people do about the impacts of discrimination against all queer people is super useful to elected officials. I'll say the other thing by the way, if you're wondering what to do is run for office. Mm. There are far, far too few queer people in office, gender non-conforming people, gender non-binary people, far too few two-spirit people in office right now. And every bit of data tells us that when we find ourselves in elected office, we not only do a good job of fighting back against discriminatory bills, we do a really good job of reaching back and making sure there's not just one or two or three of us fighting in the future. That's, that's super necessary right now. Brian... You make me feel good about the fucking future. Um, You're going to run for office and I'm going to be there for you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can talk a little bit, but when it comes to facts, I'll really be spewing out some bullshit, which apparently will not hurt my chances of getting elected. That might, <laughs> really won't. Um, uh, no, the I, horrifying part. Horrifying and scary. Um, no, that's incredibly helpful. Thank you so much for giving us that tidbit. I, I'm, I'm also, I want in below in the podcast description, we're going to put some helpful links. I know your Instagram is linked to some incredibly helpful fundraisers and things that we can activate people, at least at the very least, educate them on ways to give back, whether it's through money or just even educating themselves on some of the projects you have going on. I like the sound of that. There's a whole lot of plays places and sort of ways that people can give back right now more than I wish were necessary, but also queer people do good work for other queer people and our organizations right now need more support than they have needed in years past. They need us. Yeah, they need us. I I wonder what will be the tipping point for 
for people understanding trans lives. I'm, I'm really, I really want to understand what will be the tipping point, like where people go, you know what? Okay, I, I accept that trans Americans exist. I accept that they can have a life, and I accept that them having rights has was, will not infringe on my rights in any way. You know, I'd love to tell you it's like a humanist thing, and I wish it was. I wish sort of humanistically that people would just sort of figure out, listen, if, if trees around you can have this variety, if the average flower on this planet can have this variety, something as complex as human beings can have a mm-hmm. whole ton of variety. But I, I actually think it's going to be a, a civics approach. I think mostly what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to teach people that it doesn't matter. You don't have to understand a trans person's existence. Yeah. What the hell does, does a trans yeah. person owe you about an understanding about their existence to understand that they are first and foremost, a person and therefore deserving of the basics of human rights and more, by the way, but at least the basic human rights that we're all afforded. I think that's, yeah. therein lies the answer. It's not an understanding of, of you're so fucking right. background. You're a, so, we're all due. You're so, there is a million people in this country that I don't understand what the fuck their life is. Like uh, someone who, um, you know, let's say Mills Corn. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what their fucking life is, but you know what? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, no. And it's not two sides of the same coin, right? Like I, I, for the, for even the people on the most extreme, right. The last thing I'm thinking is that you, know, you shouldn't be allowed to have the, the belief system that you have. It just shouldn't be, it shouldn't permeate and be pervasive for other people's lives that don't, that don't share it with you. And that's a simple concept is that you don't need to understand it to know it should be afforded rights. And I, 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 some of this is just the politics of we versus me and what it means to sort of vote about, people in places that aren't you directly. I love that because that that approach as cynical as it might seem is comp- could pierce through the most, you know, I mean that it could pierce a cynical person's mind just to be like it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter that you don't get it. And it doesn't matter that they don't get you. Yeah, I mean if that's the if understanding were the the sort of end game, we'd all be screwed. Either hell, there are days I don't understand myself at all and if I if I was yeah, you know, gauging whether or not people deserve sort of the equality that I think we're all due based on my understanding mm. of them or anybody else's understanding of us, we'd be in a whole different place. And and that's why it's such an easy concept, by the way, to grasp. It's why it's not so it's not so far out there. Everybody understands that we don't have to have a full understanding of a person's background, a person's path, in order to understand that they are deserving of the right period of personhood. We do. Brian. We get it fully, and just forget it. You've scalded us. Uh, you've scalded us with the tea. You have absolutely burnt us to a crisp. Thank you for that. Let's recap some drag. Yeah, let's fucking talk drag race. So we're talking drag race 16. I've been trying, we've been chit-chatting a little bit back and forth. Uh, we've been trying to get uh, you on this pod for a while. You've been generous and kind enough to say, hey, I would like to do this when the timing lines up. Season 16 is here. Let's talk just generally, what do you love about Drag Race? Like, for obviously, uh, you are a queer person, but what do you love about Drag Race? What what keeps you watching? First thing that keeps me watching, first and foremost, like everyone else, is just how damn entertaining real peak talent can look like, right? Either mm-hmm. we, every day in our world where we are flooded with information, we're flooded, if we're lucky enough to be flooded with art, the art that we're flooded with is people that can sing, People that can act, people that can be spontaneous, people that are are beautiful, but people who are different. And to see it all wrapped up in one really talented person is in and of itself a sort of a, a triumph, a marvel. 
And the fact that it's so often we'd all always, except for 99.9% of the times, um, a queer person is not a mistake. We, we become students of the world that we are in in order to survive and then maybe thrive in those worlds. And so you got to understand it in order to spoof it. You got to understand it in order to outshine it. You got to understand it in order to do it right. And the average drag queen, whatever the hell that is, is so much better at the combinations of this, this, all these things that we all agree make up talent than anybody else out there. And it's just hella fun to watch. I agree. It's like, as much as this show is like, you know, we poke fun at the show, but it really is changing queer people's lives. And it really is like showing them in incredible ways, showing their talents, showing like how multi, multi faceted they are as entertainers, performers, artists, people. Um, and they did a great job of showing that even in this introduction, you know, the second part of an introduction episode, they do a fantastic job showing you how multidimensional these people are. So let's yeah, go ahead you know, and talk. It's I, I, it, well, I'm going to follow you. Oh, Tommy. Oh, t- no, 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 no. No, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. What are you going to say? I was going to say, I think that there's a, 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 I think there are people who, when they are dismissive of drag or casual about drag, are are ignoring the, sort of how wildly talented it needs, it takes to do drag well. But mm-hmm. also, sort of right on the cusp of everything you've got to be. And that's, that's not an easy thing to do at all. And I think that, I don't know, I'm, Last week's queens were, I thought, really amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, th- that this week's queens could stack up is, was a surprise to me. Yes. Yes. These queens were amazing. I have to admit that, like, my, but a part of me went, okay, there's, there's more chaotic or kooky energy in this, in this group. There was so many things going on here. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with how, this, not in a negative way, but this group felt like the multiverse where Scooby-Doo's mystery machine fused with the Avengers and then did an LSD trip. Like, I was like, I can't make heads or tails of these girls, and I like that. Was this the producers being masterminds? Did they know that if they split these groups up in this way with these specific queens, yeah. that the first episode could be kind of congenial with a little bit of picking on, but, you know, very draggish, and then that this one could could be so... Yes. Such a sort of a villain arc. They knew. Yes, I think they knew. I think they knew. I I dare say because we have we have a strong villain. Let's talk about these girls' entrances. We have Hershey Lacourjete coming in, being adorable, representing gay dads too. Gotta gotta give that a shout out immediately. I love her story. What did you think about her entrance look? You know, not that I was underwhelmed with the entrance look at all, but sort of similarly, you know, here you, you get to hear Hershey later on talk about being a dad, how, you know, how he became a dad, what his family mm-hmm. looks like. And it's absolutely hard not to love him. And let's be honest, this look is is spectacular. Yes, I love the hair. I'll tell you what, I love the hair. I love her attitude. She's actually like she has genuine friend energy. Like I, you want to oh. be her friend. Yeah, I think in an episode where you want you're looking for a nice queen, um, we definitely see one of her. <laughs> yeah, we needed we needed her in this episode. I am obsessed with her. I am uh we'll talk about her talent later. But next coming into the room is Plasma, giving us the old Hollywood gig. What what are your first impressions? 
So, you know, I, I don't know Plasma yet, but I just moved into Hell's Kitchen right around the, the corner from Burst Bar, where Plasma is one of the house queens. Oh, and yeah. People swear by I, I have been told to keep an eye on Plasma from day one. This entrance look I actually thought was was cute as hell. It is it is just borderline a costume, but it's a costume from a movie I would watch. I loved it. I got to tell you, and I I think I'm. this is going to be an ongoing theme this season. I'm going to be a plasma apologist is my gut, my gut reaction, because I don't know. I have, I have no qualm with an old Hollywood costume drag. I really don't. And it might just be that it's so refreshing when it comes to most drag race style choices that I just love the relief. You know, I, I, it, it takes me to a place. I don't know if I always want to be there. Jinx gets me there real quick, but doesn't mm-hmm. linger there. And mm. if that's all that we see from Plasma, it'll bore the hell out of me. But if what I see is a super talented queen that is good at a lot of these challenges and can continue to sort of live in that look without making it all about that look, mm-hmm. I will continue to tune in every week for that, 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 that English fairy tale. Who is like your favorite drag race queen of ever? Just just for the just for shits and giggles. My favorite drag queen of all time. And you know what? It's Tatiana. I love uh, that answer. Tatiana, that- who has gotten short shrift on far too many seasons and episodes of Drag Race. I love is, that answer. It's just peak peak drag for me. Bitch, love the, that love is Tatiana. That is the cuntiest answer I've ever heard. I love that. I love Tatiana too. And I agree. She's always short sold. She's always funny. She's always smart. She's always like gorgeous, but always given the. She can perform the house down, but she, you know, she knows her way around some shade. I I kind of feel the same way about detox, right? Like Mm -hmm. detox is hard not to love, but detox is like knows the show and knows drag so well that she just knows exactly how to kind of, how to read a bitch in the way that I want to listen to. You better see me with them hands, Brian. Um, it's Geneva Carr. First impressions. I loved this uh, Mexican wrestling belt uh, as the what? actual belt. Like, uh, uh, at first, I sort of was like, oh, you know, we, we see queens all the time do their flag. I, I love the sort of a, a cultural queen lean in. But I, the, my favorite part of this whole look was that belt. The belt was funny. Yeah, I didn't like the look as a whole, but I love her. But you're right. The belt is a really interesting touch that you almost lose because it's all, because you know. Because you're staring at the outfit. You're, she's like a Latina ginger minge and you get kind of blown away by the size of the outfit. Yes, yes. I got to say flags. Flags and drags and flags as outfits. They can get dangerous. They can get very dangerous. Um, I, I love uh, it. It's been done. It's been done really well somewhere. And unless you're, it's the best I've ever seen. Right. Save it for a, a later challenge. Save it for a quick challenge when you have to do something that speaks about who you are directly. I agree. I agree. I'm. I'm. I'm not so sure about this, but you know, I'm. I, I adore her. Here she is, plain Jane. Dun, dun, dun. Holy shit! Dun dun dun. Um, I mean, me. first of all, her look is incredible. It's a fantastic uh, right? she look. Looks, she's giving, she's giving like this sort of Cameron Michaels, Jimbo yeah. Yeah. vibe. Yeah. Um, there's the giant breastplate. It's like the, but I mean, is as cinched, as padded, as spot on as it gets. And that makeup and wig line are everything that they're supposed to be like. She looks for someone that is, that is sort of crashing this plane into this, into these contestants. 
girl. She is. This plane is, this plane has been hijacked by someone who is very poorly behaved. <laughs> and yeah, and I'm not mad about it. Is now, is now plain Jane's Drag Race. I will say I called this, I, and I'm not a spoiler person. I don't like spoilers. But the second I saw her promo, I was like, she's in the top four. She's our troublemaker. She's, she's bad news in the best way. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I, every now and again, I want to love one of the nasty queens. And I, what I find is that after episode after episode, without, without question, it usually lives in being mean or picking on people. And then, you know, there's queens that know how to pick on everybody, like Bianca. And then there's queens that pick on a person or, yes. or just focus on what everyone looks like. And if she doesn't do more than just all of these other, I, other bitches. Brian, ugly, thank you. We are, I'm not going to be here for it. Like that kind of villainy. Nobody thank needs. you, Brian. It feels so good to have someone else say this because I, literally, obviously, we're all talking about plain Jane. She's good TV. But I'm, it, I truly felt... I feel really two ways about this. There are two wolves in me. One wolf is very happy she's here. And the other wolf is like, she is a monster though. <laughs> let's let's, let's yeah. be honest. Um, let's no. not Sometimes always re reward this um, twink villainry. I don't know if we can always no. reward this. No, and I don't want to repeat it. I don't want, I don't want to see who's going to get cast next year as the villain. I also don't want to read that somebody got, just got the villain cut. I, I can't imagine that in between right. these days she was saying particularly nice things about Queens. But right. no, I don't know. There's something, I think one of the lessons we've hopefully all learned from Drag Race is that every single queen who shows up on this show who didn't have a group of sisters before that developed one there did better, performed better. Like the, the sort of collective lifting each other up is not yes. just the, I think, better TV. It's it's proven to be more successful on this show. The villains... The villains peek out and, and you know, people yes. want to see them go. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm very curious to see how the fans take to her. I think there'll be girls who love her. She reminds me of Willem. She has some Willem energy and people, people never really seem to be bothered by Willem's Willem energy for the most part. I, I like I, I think Willem, Willem's irreverent and I was a, listen, I was in Philadelphia and I feel like I got to especially stick up for Willem uh, Willem Willem is wildly talented and, and almost mm. just as wildly irreverent T. and if and if they you know in any given moment she's either going to outshine her irreverence or her irreverence is going to outshine everybody else around her right and that's part of the reason we all pay attention um, but I, I think you're, I, you might be given too much to plan to give to be given her that energy I'm not sure yet yeah, you you are a hundred percent right. I don't know. Yeah, I I I I have so many thoughts on Plain Jane. I have so many thoughts on Plain Jane. I'm like, is this the rebirth of Drag Race or is this doom? Like, is this like knowing you're the villain and coming on to be a villain and just being mean? I'm like, is this? I can't tell if this is this. This might be the best thing for the franchise or the worst thing. <laughs> I is she don't know. Cosplaying a villain on Drag Race. I kind of think she's cosplaying. Like, I don't buy it. You know what I mean? Because she was like, uh, Megami. Let's talk about Megami. We'll, we'll have more time to talk about Plain Jane. But for now, Megami comes in. She's saying she's she's our cosplayer. I yeah, am worried about her. I'm a little I want to see more of her looks. Her. When, when we learned that she was a cosplayer and they cut away and showed us some of her looks, those looks were, were good. Really, really good. They were. I want to know if Megami can perform. 
right? Like I, I there are cosplayers that know what they, that know how to put on an act with what they're doing. Like is Megami's yes. personality going to translate to improv? Is it going to translate to to you know to bad writing? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Can she when they do? I don't know. They'll, um, they'll do the parody of Stranger Things called Stranger Tucks. When they do that terribly written challenge, will she be able to make it fun? I don't know. Yeah, I can't tell yet either. I I will say this. I love this intro look. I thought this was. I mean, I, I what I could picture her sitting around thinking, if I'm going to get my shot, if I'm going to get an intro look. This is exactly what I want it to look like. And I imagine she felt like a million dollars. You're kind. Um, you're very kind. I didn't like it as much, but I, I think some people did actually like it. But I, don't, I was not obsessed. Do you just hate the glasses too? I don't know. I think okay, it okay. reminds me of an older Met Gala moment. So I think I'm kind of like, I think we did this already. Um, I mean, it's funny we're, we're we're thinking. I love that we can talk about an older Met Gala look next to like a, a monstrous chest piece with cutaways. But you know, that's what my mom thinks. Drag Race is. We're gonna we're gonna resolve this fight, but first, silence, Brian. I feel like taking a break. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. Come on, y'all. We've all been there. We want to spend a little bit of extra dough on a big night out or a last-minute gift for, like, your boo. Sometimes money just can be, uh, dare I say, complicated. Well, worry not because earning helps you get your money today as opposed to later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, wake up because earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. You can get up to $100 per day or 750 bucks per pay period. Earning is used by over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability. So why don't you go ahead and download earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in drag her under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's drag her under podcast. Get some extra dough. Have a little fun. And don't wait for your employer to give you your money, honey. Earnin is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hi, listeners. Here to tell you about a very important organization called Al Otro Lado, which helps to reunify families which have been ripped apart due to our country's cruel border policies. As you know, since 2018, many people have been suffering through these policies, which have taken children away from their parents. And Al Otro Lado is working to reunify families. They've already reunified over 100 refugee families and they create legal and humanitarian support to refugees, deportees, and other migrants in the United States and Tijuana. We want you to get involved today. Help me support Al Otro Lado and donate today. You can find the link to donate to Al Otro Lado in the description of this episode below or go to gum.fm slash charity and donate today. 
You can also consider volunteering with the organization, which offers opportunities that are both in-person and virtual. The best way to get involved is by filling out an application on their website at alotrolado.org slash volunteer. That's A-L-O-T-R-O-L-A-D-O dot org slash volunteer. Bring back my break. We've got Maya Amon LePage walking into the workroom. She's the queen of flips. I don't set the bar. I flips it. Okay, sure. A lot of these girls need punch-ups on their workroom entrance lines. Right. I'd love to think that some of that is just lines they use. They got applause while they were doing a show, and everyone's going to applaud everything you're doing. You're a star girl, right. but like, that doesn't mean it's exactly the right thing to bring on. I will tell you, so like everybody else, I have I have seen Maya's videos, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, seeing her at Palace in Miami. If you, you, know, totally. you know what you're looking for, that's what you see. Totally. Um, I I don't care for her entrance look. She looks like a highlighter. Uh, it, it, looks like, um, it looks like a cross between sort of like a, 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 a leotard and like a, an ice skating outfit. But yeah. you see a lot of that on Drag Race. And so it's not like it's right. any worse than any of the others. Like, I mean, it's better than most. But I, I just, for somebody that is a top, top queen with the, the sort of viewership that she has, I want, I want more. I'll forget about this look tomorrow. You know what I mean? It, it's just bright and pretty and it sucks because like everything she's wearing looks expensive, but I will forget about this look. Yeah, no question. No questions there. I'm also worried that she's a little quiet. It's it's so funny to me when someone can be so physically bombastic. And I, you know, even during the like GMV moment, I was like, uh oh, she's quiet. I'm I'm worried. You know what? It's not it's not the 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 physically bombastic part translating to somebody that's quiet for me. It's that like this is clearly we learn later on that she is self-taught, and so this is somebody that knows. You know what what it means to put in a lot of hard work, and you know you don't you don't capture the crowd at one of the world's top you know queer bars in America without uh-huh. without knowing how to you know knowing how to hold a crowd. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully her we get hopefully she gets a lot more interesting as the series come, goes along. I hope so. I hope she gets jump started at some point. I I because I like her, and I think there can be room for a queen like this who's like. Not necessarily like the cuntiest da 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 queen, like always. I want her talent to speak for itself, but hold the phone because right now Geneva Carr is talking about her designing leg hair TikTok, Brian. It looks like a ham. It looks like a baked ham. It, like, like, yeah, that, like a 1950s cartoon right ham. Cover, cover of like cooking mag- or like a cookbook ham. I it was all, it's awful. Hate it. <laughs> I yeah, hate it. I, I hate I'm, it. Listen, you don't have to shave to be a queen. I like a five o'clock shadow on a queen. I love a bearded queen. What I don't need to see is styled like it. Until honestly, until this, I did not know that I didn't need to see it. If you'd ask I me know. about it, I don't know what I thought. Now I know. God, the, the internet sucks. The internet sucks because it's just like anything that ultra weird gets its spotlight because it's just like even if you're like hate watching you're like well i gotta see how this person styles their goddamn leg hair right and like like award-winning like we came in second what did third place look like and like why can't we all just watch people sitting on cakes like normal people i know can we can we just get back to the simple days of cakefarts.com gosh oh shame on us um nymphia wind i yes i had 
no. Uh, first of all, this setup could not have been. I mean, producers clearly are like, hey, they're thinking about you tripping. Please slip on a banana. There's just yeah. no way that there's just simply no way this was that good of a setup. I know, I, right? You, you I smell had production. No idea. Right, exactly. It was it was just too good. But this look, when I first saw it, I I loved it. I, it is so stupid. It is so, it's so dumb. dumb. It is so it is so drag. So um, good. The rest of, bananas. The rest of this walkout was a bit much. <laughs> I loved it. I I'm calling this the best end workroom entrance of the season for me. For me, it's it, my favorite. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Hershey walked out and said she didn't have a line. Um, so it's a low bar this year, or at least a low bar this episode. But yeah, yeah. I, again, these queens, this especially this episode, have you know, not every one of these queens comes from any kind of a performance background. They come from, you know, they they can be just a look queen, and some of them are not performers. And I I think Nymphia is going to be one of those one of yeah. the people like Maya that learns a lot about themselves in this season. She could do unbelievably good or she could stumble. Like I, I, you know, I, I, I would love to see her in the top four that nothing would make me happier. And I still think she has a chance. I, I could be wrong, but she's so weird and interesting that I would love to see her. And I think she has nerve. I think she has the nerve to go far. If you, you know, come she's out also- swinging your banana, you have nerve. Right. I mean, and, and to be the weirdest thing to say about it is that it was also one of the more, one of the classier looks like one of the, Isn't one, that of the funny? one of the more interesting. Yeah. It, there was, it was the most stylish look that we saw come out on the yes. runway. And, you know, and she was swinging a banana and swinging it well. And it, that's what makes, that's what I think is so interesting about her is Ooh. that you can't get it. You can't get it wrong until you know how to get it right. And she got it just that, that edge of wrong. It's perfect. Swinging a banana and swinging it well. <laughs> That really got me. That got me good. <laughs> I'm going to strategically drink water during that. Smart. SheMV. SheMV is here. It's a funny mini challenge. I like this one. I would I would rather do this challenge than the the porch photo challenge from last week. I think this is a little bit more fun. Um, yeah. I, mean, I don't think they um, took advantage of the improv moments, but I, there's a lot of fun to be had if you like to improvise. No, I feel like this is when they, this is one of them that they let like the brand new writer on the show have spent a little bit of time with. Like you can write that one segment that we don't want to do much with. I yes. remember it, it's um, um, Drag Race uh, uh, UK season two where they had to c- climb up like an ice cliff and get blasted at the top with like snow and ice. Yes, that's, that's I, I think want, Canada even. I mean, it may have been it, Canada. It, it was. It was Canada. It yeah, was yeah. Canada. That's what I want. I want that. Yeah. I want to. If you're gonna do one of these silly segments where you have a really good photographer capturing a wonderfully stupid photo give me yeah. a wonderfully stupid environment for them to do it the shmv was eh. i agree let's get weirder let's do pits of hell let's let's dress up brew as satan and do like welcome right? to hell i'm not really just enough are there, are there seven eight nine rings of hell layers of hell whatever yes! pick one of them and explain pick why it's different than level three and level you know and level one and then teach me something about it Right, take your profile pick for hell. I just think, yeah, you're right. That we, we, we could swing heavier on these. But having said that, these girls need to improvise more. They played it. I, I just, there was a couple times where I was like, oh my God, have more fun with Rue. I think it might be terrifying that Rue's there and she's saying something funny and you are expected to say something funny immediately back. I get that. 
Um, well, and Ruth's got a weird ass sense of humor, right? Like she, yes. she likes being read, but you got to read it well. She likes an old cultural reference, but if you don't follow through on it, she's not going to think it's funny. And that's that's gotta be, true. That's, that's a lot of pressure to try to make her laugh. My, I would say though, if you say anything confidently, she's going to laugh. If, if you, if she feels the drop of fear, she's not going to laugh. But if you answer so confidently, like your answer is the correct answer, you, you stand a chance. No, oh, that's far too much like politics is right now. And that makes me a little sick to my stomach. Oh no. I'm so, so, <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sorry. to I'm so sorry to trigger you. Um, that's okay. Overlap's important. <laughs> so we're back in look we're talking we're getting to know each other Nymphia's is a contender megami and plasma are new york city girls i guess as well as Nymphia. we got becky g coming in the workroom anything to say about these moments before we get to that talent show um i will tell you that the as soon as this happened i'm like i'm like becky g i'm like becky g becky. and i go oh, i was like Right. Same. I had to check. I had to look up and, you know, it's the, it had to be in the song that we all, you listened to at the end. Like I, I, the song that I knew of Becky G ended up being the song that they did of Becky G. And yes. Same. I thought it was good, but you know what? She was spectacular. Yeah. Like, she was you know, gorgeous she, and fun. She looked gorgeous, but she gave good advice. She was, she was funny and interesting with all the Queens. And similarly, that's gotta be a tall order as well. And she, I think she, I think she did great. She really did do great, and I thought the same thing. You know, going into this, I was like, Charlize Theron and Becky G. I yeah, That sure. was my thought. Um, mm -hmm. But I get it now. I get it now. And then out of sheer cynicism, I checked, and I was like, oh, yeah, this Becky G, who I only kind of know, has like 30 million followers, and Charlize Theron has like 7 million followers. Not that that should mean anything, but <clears throat> it, it, just go, it, it just kind of showed me like, oh, yeah, like, you don't know, sometimes you don't know someone and they are unbelievably popular in the world. Yeah, it's a black mirror moment when you're like, oh God, yes. like, how, how am I missing out so much in this, in this culture? Like, you know, I saw Blackpink perform a year ago and mm -hmm. at the time I was like, do I know many Blackpink songs? Then somebody plays five of them and you know every single yes. one of them. And you're like, oh, I guess I do. The, con the concert was amazing. One of the best live performances that I, you know, I'd seen in 10 years. And um, amazing. so now I'm following them all individually on Instagram and I'm frustrated that they're not responding to my DMs. But otherwise, <laughs> I'm a regular fan now. But it, it just goes to show you, like, you know, hearing it in person is a whole different experience. Yeah, that's true. Okay, let's talk about, this is so funny. The Queen's Choice Awards. What a funny, weird umbrella uh, it's the same as the first episode. I kind of wish they just kept it MTV Spring Break because now, for no reason, Derek Barry is back hosting the exact same thing, but it's the Queen's Choice Awards. Okay, sure. Yeah, the Queen's Choice Talent Show. The Queen, like, there's a, it doesn't really yeah, imply what? that this is a talent show in any way, which I think is a, a part of what you got to give to people. Let people know that these are these, this is what these queens are picking as the thing that they want right. to start with. I didn't even get until no. the end that there was like a Nickelodeon style tie-in where I was like, oh yeah, I guess this is like Nickelodeon adjacent because they slimed Derek Barry. Very funny. That was the yeah. highlight of inviting her. But I was like, what? Huh? What? And the, the, there's this, you know, we, we, Michelle looking, have this sort of like Bride of Frankenstein's hot pink moment with 
um, during the introductions. I just wasn't thinking that this was going where it went. It, 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 uh, I don't know. You said it best. It would have been great had they stuck with the, stuck with the premise of episode one. Yeah. It's still spring break, right? I don't know. It was silly to me, but let's talk about their talents. We have Geneva Carr, Vroom Vroom. I just cleared customs. She does a cool multifaceted performance that's part goof, 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 part cunty, cunty, cunty dance routine. And it very much honors her heritage uh, as a Latina Latinx person. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I loved everything about this one. I really did. I, obviously, you, know, you come out in a dress like the dress she started with. You know, it's she's having both a cultural moment, but she's also going to have a reveal. There's clearly something on under it. And I just thought she crushed this from front to back. It also had to be awesome to be singing La Diva Mas Latina in front of Becky G, right? Uh, yeah. there, I imagine for her that this was every bit the moment she wanted it to be. And totally. she crushed it. She crushed. I, I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it's, you know, we've seen something similar like this in the past, but she gave it, she really made it special and uniquely her. Okay, yeah, Hershey I, LaCour. Oh, have- you go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Hershey LaCour. Uh, you got to tell me what you were thinking. Uh, you're, you're watching this. You know, every one of these queens has their, their, their best drag with them. Hershey walks out with this. What were you thinking? What was your, what was, what was your first thought? Loved it. I loved it. it. It was giving me Brian Fellows. Um, I loved it. It was. Yeah. It felt like it was Curtis so wrong. The sort of old school rap. It, 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 my fiance said it looked like it was one of the like some, like one of the things that they filmed on the show where you like you have to just you're you're stuck with some lyrics you're stuck with an outfit you didn't pick it you didn't choose it but you're gonna yes, deliver yes it felt kind of like that but I thought this was great I loved it I bit loved of it. it I I loved that it had no business being in the jungle it I it was so I weird there would be a reveal the whole time the whole yes. time I was waiting for for like a real serious reveal and then right at the very end she like adjust her shirt and that's the that's about yes. the extent of it but it was so good i thought this was so good i i'm telling you i'm i mean i know it's because i'm a, a comedy freak and i'm i'm i prefer something funny and weird over something good <laughs> but i think this really was good i i enjoyed the theme i enjoyed the comedy i enjoyed the writing i enjoyed her performance this was a hit yeah. for me I, I think Hershey understands part of the, the secret sauce with Drag Race, and that is that anybody can look beautiful. No, no, no. Any queen that they cast can look beautiful yes. in a moment. Are you willing to look stupid? Are you willing to, like, stay in your stupid look? Are you willing to be kind of dumb and kind of campy and not have to fall out of it to also remind people you're pretty? And Hershey did it. Fully. Fully. Okay, plasma giving a little bit of singing. I was confused if it was, it felt like a lip sync moment that it was like, haha, quote unquote, singing, and then some impersonation. Multi, multifaceted talent here. Yeah, I couldn't, you know, at first I couldn't tell when plasma was lip syncing versus when she was singing versus when she was doing her, you know, impersonations. But I was, I was glued to all of it. I, if it was all pre recorded and she was just, getting it all exactly right i'm still impressed yeah. as hell if it was her even if it was her produced i'm impressed i yeah. i didn't know what to make of this at first you're kind of watching your puller sleeves you're kind of watching your d-drag a little bit you think there's a, a real heavy reveal um but it was it seemed poignant it didn't it seemed intended for where and what it was it didn't look like something pulled from a show from a few years earlier i um i thought it was good <laughs> 
I left going, okay. Okay. Um, I don't ever need to hear another Jennifer Coolidge in, impersonation. Um, and I think impersonations. Uh, I, oh, <laughs> I would trade every one of them in for more Harvey Firestein impersonations. I, I want everybody to give their best Harvey. I agree. I honestly, my, I would say if I'm, again, I'm going to be a bitch and I'm going to pitch. I think she should center it all around that. Like, I think literally if she was like, it's time for me to do my talent. Um, uh Oh, like, Oh, oop, I swallowed my water wrong. And then she just, the whole talent was her uh, talking. uh, uh, Yes. Yes. That's my pitch. The whole talent trying to clear her throat. Right, and, and spitting out famous lines, Harvey lines while doing it. There's enough of Yes, them. yes, yes. Right? I don't know. I, I, Your favorite from I, last week was? I say my favorite from last week was hand dancing. And if I will watch a, a queen <laughs> dance stupidly with her hands, I will certainly watch a, a more talents done you know, profusely. I, I wanted to see more. I want to see more from Plasma. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely am. I'm a fan and I'm excited to see what's next for her. Oh, okay. We're going to talk about the rest of these talents. But first, silence, Brian. I feel like taking another break. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are you seeing some triggering ads on social media? Stuff about summer bodies, stuff about the diet cleanse, stuff about trimming down. Fuck that noise. That stuff is triggering for me, and I assume it's triggering for someone else listening. That's why I use BetterHelp. BetterHelp allows me to get in touch with a licensed professional therapist who can help me recharge, who can help me de- decrap my brain because those negative images and slogans can really creep in and give me negative body talk. You know what I mean? Any form of negative self-talk that is traumatic for me. And um, thankfully, I'm using these tools and being honest about them and articulating them in a way that takes the power away from them. If you're thinking about therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. That's how I found my personal therapist. I found my sweet spot with BetterHelp. So go, visit betterhelp.com slash drag her today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash drag her. Go, find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little 
uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Bring back me break. Uh, we're back. We're going to talk Nymphia Wynn's talent. It seems to be a, I'm assuming, a Taiwanese traditional dance because she's Taiwanese. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I, you know, I, I always say that I love the cultural moments in Drag Race because I think they're so impactful. She talked while they were getting ready for drag that she didn't think that there would be enough queens to do a Drag Race, you know, Taiwan. And mm -hmm. I think that more queens seeing this kind of, drag and let's be clear like it's also a reminder that culturally drag is is uh, is old and embedded in the sort of heritage of so many cultures around the world and mm -hmm. uh, when you both see it done top notch by an a-list queen and you see it you know put up on the world's largest stage it's hard not to feel like it's both good and important yeah i loved her i probably would have put her in the top two is is uh, you know neither here well we'll talk about that drama but um I loved her. I loved her makeup. I thought it was really great. Yeah, she really delivered in this. And I, you know, listen, I, I you could tell that the other queens were as into it as the audience was. And that's always one of my favorite things when they cut away to yeah. the queens and you could see who's actually enjoying something or who's just giving it side eye. And the other queens were really into this performance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Megami. Divisive. Let's talk about this. What did you think about Megami's moment? No, giving... You know, it's funny. Uh, four non-blondes. What's up? I'm automatically in from the moment the music started playing. I was like, well, this is going to be my favorite. And mm -hmm. you combine four non-blondes with so the, the overt advocacy and activism of queer rights. Obviously, I'm in. And yet, I I don't know that this was the best showcase of Megami's talents. This is something that I yeah. think all top-notch queens should be able to do. Um, but make this about your talents. And I, I, I just left me wanting a whole lot more. Brian, you articulated it so damn well. Yeah, agreed. It's like, I want to like this. I love this song, but I couldn't help but thinking that, is this the way to showcase this? Because this is what the song's about. Like, in, in a sense, I wanted something transformative to the talent, but this is exactly what the song's about. And then she's lip syncing to the song, reinforcing what the song's about. So I kind of was like, why is this groundbreaking dare i say i don't or know is this at all groundbreaking uh, my guess is is that she performed some version of this uh, uh -huh. at, at some really critical times that the audience really needed it and i'm sure everyone responds well it's she she delivered it really really well but she did you, deliver it well you sit these queens down and say give me a talent that is indicative of the star that you are this didn't yeah. stack up to to the other talents Agree. And again, here I am agreeing with our quote unquote villain when plain Jane says, I, I need, I need to know more. What, what I need, to, I need a little bit more. What is the showcase that makes this message pop? I hate to say it. I'm agreeing with plain Jane. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it feels like you need to go like rinse your mouth out now. <laughs> I feel bad. It feels bad. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> Maya Iman LePage, giving dance excellence. What you what we would expect. It's exactly what everyone expects. Everybody watching knows exactly who Maya is. They, every other queen on that stage has been waiting for this moment to see her deliver because everybody has seen her deliver. And she did, right? right. I, got, I, I think her costume is sort of an, um, a little bit derivative of the thing she came out in. But sure. we got to see one of the one of the top queens in America right now for sort of aerials and acrobatics really deliver. And she, she really, the flip up onto the box, the flip up off the box, all of it was... Just I so love good. it. I also just love her casual story of like, are you trained? They're like, she's like, no. She's like, you know, when you're like doing flips with your cousins. And I love that RuPaul was like, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was like. Mm-hmm. I'm in an open um, space somewhere, someplace where you feel mildly a little bit protected. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, you know, you, uh, Maya talked a big game and testimonials and, uh, and she delivered. She did. She did. I am so curious to see. She is a, the biggest mystery on this whole damn this whole damn cast. But yeah, I loved her talent. Yeah. It was it was talent. It was that, and the assignment was met. Playing Jane with Burger Finger. I am uh, Natalie and Brulia torn. I'm conf- I, I mm, I'm I'm yeah. Hmm. Tell me that so what I like about drag is that it is irreverent and weird as shit. And this was irreverent. And yeah, it was weird. I, a part of me liked it because it was a commitment to doing something stupid at an opportunity when you could have done something um, real glamorous or you could have done something really, well, maybe a little bit better camp. What I didn't care for is, you know, this just, she ended up looking kind of like Jimbo to me. And Jimbo does it better. I hate to agree with you, but I fully agree with you. Yeah, the the comical breastplate it, it, I love in a bit, and there's so many places where that can be used. But if 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 she wasn't in a breastplate right now, would this yeah. have been as funny? And if the answer is no. Then a breastplate's not the funny. It's the drag queen that I'm looking for to be funny. Yeah, there's something about this that doesn't feel okay. I'm gonna sound like a monster. It just doesn't feel authentic, and I can't put my finger on it. Um, again, I'm I'm open to be being I'm open to being proven wrong. There's something about this that yeah, like even the way she says "mama," the the food of it all, it all feels very Jimbo adjacent in a way that I can't. I I yeah. I was puzzled. It, it I it don't want to in any way divorce the sort of like extreme sex from Drag Race. I, I think that's a, a big, big part of why Drag Race, so letting people define mm-hmm. and reclaim their sexuality. But this feels a, like we're, we're, because she looks so good and she, she otherwise looks fantastic, but we're somehow sort of supposed to imply that there's a talent because she looks like that. And, and I don't know, I, I, it's plain Jane, so already we all know we're, we're supposed to see more and we want to see more. And I listen, I love a redemption arc too. Maybe she came in thinking she would be the villain. And what, what, what leaves this competition is our favorite person out of this group. But so far, this didn't teach me anything about her as a, as a talent. Yeah, what is it? I, she's a, yeah, there's something about her. There's something there. There's a, there, there's a studied energy to her that isn't, isn't crack, snack, snap, crackle popping with me. Um, 
And I'm open to being proven wrong. And I'm open to people saying, it's just a TV show. I'm open to that too. But as of right now, my queer bone is not tickled. I am, I'm on guard. My shield is up. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like someone's being a, I feel like I'm being approached to take a survey. My shield is up. I, I don't know if I like this energy. Yeah, and I don't even know if I'm allowed to, right? Like, I really, if I, like, if I'll allow me to. I really liked when, you know, the Meet the Queens, I thought was was really good. And Plain Jane was one of the queens that stuck out for me. But I, as much as I want to, I, I enjoy a queen getting red, and I enjoy the queen's handling getting red. I don't, I don't, I don't like a mean girl. I don't, no. I'm not looking to spend episode after episode feeling like one person's getting picked on, or that everyone else is turning their eye while one person's just being particularly nasty to everybody. And I don't want, I don't root for those people. It doesn't take much talent to be mean. That's, you know, it takes a lot more intelligence to be kind and thoughtful and accommodating. It takes no talent to be mean. Well, and it it depends on the kind of mean. You know, Bianca's mean as shit. But she's an equal opportunity bitch. And she's equally mean to everybody. And and, and it takes being smart as hell to be able to do it. But it, you know, being fat jokes... What fat jokes? I got no. I have no. I, I have no room or space for fat jokes. Calling drag Period. queens ugly, please. Every drag queen on the planet has called themselves ugly. I know. Each other ugly. Fart that Russian That's, translator clocked her. That Russian translator yeah. really clocked her. <laughs> I love that, right? I love, love that. that. Okay, let's talk about these runways. It's time to chirp and burp the looks. The category is major look. If you like a look, Brian, give it a chirp. If you're not so sure about it, give it a burp. This is Nymphia Wind continuing the banana storyline. What'd you think? I, I give her a burp because I am over the banana storyline. Really? I am. I am over it. it I, I get it. I thought it looked, I thought she looked great coming in. But if mm-hmm. what I'm about to see is another six weeks of, of banana bananas, costume, <laughs> I, I'm not here for it. This is cute, but not great. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree, Brian. I loved this. I adored this. Okay. And we're allowed to okay disagree. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, and, 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 yeah I, I can be wrong. It happens. You are wrong about this dress. And so that's not the first time that's happened. It's not the first time. It won't be the last. But I'll tell you what I loved about it. Just the construction of the wig alone. I was like, oh, that is those, that banana wig is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Wasn't inflatable. I, when I first saw it, I thought, I thought maybe it was inflatable. And mm. you know now, when I see it in slow motion, I realize it probably is not. But it is that wig was something else. The wig I loved, uh, and I like the storyline of ripe to, you know, I'm sorry, unripe to super ripe. I thought the layers worked well. I loved this. Well, it looks like a million dollars, and I, you know, it, it was creative. I'll say this: it's certainly more creative than some of the other looks we saw. There we go. I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying, if this is a burp for you, buckle up. We got Hershey Le Courgette giving big ruffle uh, uh, kind of coat into this like nude chocolate latex leather gown. What'd you think? I chirp everything about this except for her dropping those ruffles so early. We hear Michelle yeah. give this criticism later on, but it, it's not that it's a transformation, but it's a full, complete look. Show me yeah. this full, complete look that you've put together. And then show me more of it when you drop it. And I, this in my head is the best. This is what I look like. If I could ever be peak drag, this is yeah. peak drag to me. I think she looks absolutely incredible. That skin tight, 
chocolate. I love it. The hip moment, all of it is phenomenal. Oh, I love it. I love it. It is tailored. It's gorgeous. It's like an interesting silhouette I don't recall seeing. Um, I love the way it's paired with this like sexy teacher beehive teacher moment that's happening with the glasses yeah it's a it is both of a perfect dress and a story behind it that doesn't need to be there she added that story to it and it makes it all the more interesting yes and i disagree about their note on the length i think the length is great yeah i guess it's one of those things like green where no matter what we know that michelle's not gonna like it and so yes i always think it's off but it just might just her taste Fashion's evolving. We got to try new lengths. We can't just, you know what I'm saying? We got to, we got to fuck around with shit. Um, it's such I a also for- look awful in a three quarter leg. So maybe she's not entirely. <laughs> no, 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 no high, high waters for you. No. Uh, I mean, in my, maybe in my best moments, right? Like I can, uh, I got a pair of funky jeans that I can pull up enough and I'm sure I make them look great, but no, not, not, not at the front of my, my drawer. That's for sure. <laughs> Plasma giving pin cushion for your nerves. Um, what do you think? Uh, I I am rooting for plasma, and I I like a story. I like a story more than I like perfect construction. I yeah. I like this the best when it was the mid range, when it was that that sort of cutesy burlesque pant moment. You know, it, she had mm. a lot of change and a lot of transition. I'm glad she did, but it mm-hmm. um it, it didn't. It didn't fully deliver for me. I agree. There's something a little off about this. I still think it's a cool idea. I thought it was, I kind of, I like it best when it's in its first form maybe, but I am almost just thinking maybe like little elements like the pants or the bikini bottom were a little big for her. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like she borrowed this from a friend and didn't have enough time to get it sort of fitted for her specifically. And the, Probably. the, you know, the swimsuit of the course that all that did, but it just felt, it felt like it was meant for another challenge. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's okay. I am confused. Do I chirp it or burp it? Um, oh, chirp it. Cause it was the most, it probably took the most work of any of the dresses that we, or mm. any of the looks that we saw. And it was good. She is very gorgeous and pretty. I love the neck up. The, the neck up's undisputable. So I'll give it a chirp. I feel like she earned that term from you. She earned it. Maya Iman LePage. Oh. I well, know. Yeah, this is, I believe, where Michelle points out to her later on that she shouldn't, you know, shouldn't drop drop an, a piece of your outfit so early on so we don't get to enjoy it. Because that the this this jacket that she dropped is beautiful. I, I know. I, I wanted to see it. So much drag race to know that coming on in a and what is otherwise an off-the-rack swimsuit, no matter how good you look at it. It's a leotard, and it's she looks incredible in it, right? I mean, she she I think she would probably look incredible in anything. But I, if there are some cardinal rules about RuPaul's Drag Race, it is I that know. a leotard does not make a top drag queen look. Yeah, I like the details on this, but not enough to like the whole thing. I am going to give this a little burp. I will burp it with you. All right. Maya. Geneva Carr giving mariachi, then pulling that bitch down and giving a bit of a flamenco moment. Yeah, this was this was a, a, one of the best things that I think we saw on the stage all night long. From like it was m- made to Maria, sort of this 
this trans like her transformation was good. She also just stayed in the part the entire time she was out there. She looked incredible. It could have been a, it could have been a, another breakaway or something, and she it wasn't, and it was just her being glamorous. Yeah, you're right. It's it's gorgeous. They liked it. Even, I don't even mind that. You know, obviously, like sometimes you like you see the pants underneath, but you know that's the, these are the limitations of what we're working with. Um, yeah. I think it was quite good. I even like that the diamondy, sparkly hair moments. Um, I could nitpick this, but overall, it's absolutely a chirp. Yeah, it's a chirp, but you said it best. It's a it's like a chirp with an asterisk. And that there is yeah. some there's some things that I would change, but all in all, the performance was worth it. Agree. Next, Megami. Megami, what what girl? What costume party are you going to? I want to go to it. Girl. But it was not yeah. it was not the the drag race stage. I was real, real surprised by this. I feel like this was a look she she probably made for something that and it was perfectly on brand, perfectly on theme for what she went to. She probably won an award for it but it was not this episode of Drag Race. Uh, I fully agree. And unfortunately, if the eyes are the reveal, then like your eyes need to be like bandaged to hell or something. You know what I mean? Like I need to get given that no sight illusion for this to pop more, but no. Right. Just make them completely gone altogether. You don't need to have your eyes gouged out. You know, completely cover them up. We've seen that done before in Drag Race. It can be done. Yes. I don't know. I this was a costume. This was, you know, they always say that sometimes drag race you can you can border on costume. Well, this is what it looks like to cross that line. Yeah. It's a shame because I like the the ideas in this. I really like. I mean, I like the idea of this creepy Icarus fell from the goddamn sun and burnt yep. her eyeballs out. I like that. Yeah, just not it's just not this challenge. Fallen Angel I think there, I'm sure there are some fantastic places to pull this out, but this wasn't one of them. Yes. I'm going to burp it. I'm going to burp it with you. All right. Next, plain Jane going from Romanoff Russian royalty, which she's very proud of, um, into Boston gal. Yeah, I, I'm, maybe I'll, do, I'll approach it in the way that she did. I will chirp the first look and burp the second. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know that that Russian pride is something that she's made sort of you know, as a as a jab at Katya is something that she has done. Yeah, every opportunity that she's gotten, and and from what little we saw of that first look, she looked incredible. But then, yeah. then she knocked it down to to Jimbo goes to a Red Sox game, and it just wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the same level of drag as the opening ones. No, yeah. I'm going to be a monster and burp it. This is stupid. Good. <laughs> this is stupid. And and I'll go a step further. They would never tolerate this from a girl who's not conventionally attractive. Here we go. This is going to be the conversation I'm going to keep having all season long. She's going to get away with murder because Rue is going to think she's cute as a boy. I it's I'm I it's just a fact. It's just going to keep happening. So buckle up everyone. She's going to get points for doing the the most mid shit all season long. Yeah, this is one of those cases where you you start to wonder halfway through the season if the judges know what this person is like behind closed doors. Like, you think how right. the producers not told you how have you how are you not seeing what we're seeing? Like, this isn't somebody you want to elevate. This isn't someone you want to lean into. And I'm willing to be wrong about playing Jane. 
I, I just after I am one episode, too. I think we are seeing plain seeing plain Jane the way that she wants to be seen, and I feel different exactly. about reading her. But this is this is right now who she tells us she is, and this, this uh, could be the beginning of the story. Yeah, I'm I, willing. To, I'm willing to hear more. Yeah, yeah, I'm willing to hear more, and um, I do think she's talented. I think she's hella talented. Yeah. Um, Okay, lots of things happen. We got tops, we got bottoms, we have our Raider Queen twist, and of course, we have to quickly talk about how Plain Jane purposefully manipulates the system and flips the order of how she would rate the queens to help herself out. What are you? What are your thoughts on that? It's funny. Every time we you see a queen make a decision on this show that is strategic and not kind. It, it kicks them in the ass. It comes back to bite them. You hear it referenced, even if it's just among the fandom. And mm-hmm. you know, listen, there's a way, there are ways to do it that are upfront and still have the same outcome. It felt nefarious. It felt, you know, listen, it's obviously an option. It's, a, it's something that somebody could do. I'm sure that the producers were even kind of hoping somebody would, would pull a stunt like this. Of course. But again, J- Jane knows exactly who she is and exactly how that was going to be perceived. And so I, I almost feel like I'd be bullshitting to say I felt any other way than it seems wrong. Right. Right. You're, you're right, right? She's, she's trolling us. This is the reaction she wants from us. She's gotten the, the reaction. Congratulations. We think you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, willing to be proven wrong. But for now, you're an asshole. And I would say even strategically, it's a little early to pull out the the manipulation card. I mean, if you've watched any good reality show like Survivor, you know you can't start with a backstab. No, no. You can't can't start with one. Don't be the queen that's then throwing out all the super, like all all the basic shade that you're throwing when you're around with them. If you're going to backstab everybody, blend into the background. Don't be such a villain to their faces if you're being such a villain, apparently to them behind the scenes. Like it seems real counter to what the lessons I think that some of the villains on the show have learned. And again, maybe, maybe we're all getting it wrong and she's a superstar, but yeah. But that kind of villainry on this kind of show isn't isn't where it's at. No. No, it's going to be really interesting to see how this evolves. Because I know a lot of the fans online are hungry for the villain, uh, the villain of it all. You know, just because we think about the early seasons of the show and that's what makes some pretty iconic moments in the show's history is those true blue villain moments. I don't know. Oh, you're not wrong, but I, you know what, maybe it's just given the context. There are more anti-trans bills right now introduced mm-hmm. across the country than we've ever seen before. And one of the, one of the great lessons that we learn from, from the, the sort of LGBTQ plus communities is that we're at our best when we're in each other's corner. And so where yeah. I look for read, I, you know, I read each other down. It's some, some of my favorite parts of this show is that they all know how to be resilient and getting read, not just, not just reading each other. But being if you're if you're actually there to get in their heads, if you're actually there to mess with people, if you're actually there to eliminate people who shouldn't be, it's hard to get in your corner. You're right, and I'm sorry, but there I'll I'll even go a, a tiny step further and say there's optics, there's optics at play when you are a beautiful thin white uh, person. <laughs> like I'm sorry, there's optics there to then like you're bullying all the other gals. Yeah, it's gonna, she's it's gonna be an uphill battle. I hopefully she doesn't last, or at least this side of her doesn't last. Yeah, oh, I think she's here for a while, but you're right. Privilege too. is at play. 
So we got a top two, Plain Jane and uh, Geneva Carr in the top two. I would have loved to have seen Nymphia in the top two. It wasn't in the cards. I would love to know how close she was to the top two. Do you think this is the correct top two? Um, y- yeah, I'm with you. I, whereas I didn't find Nymphia to be the, she didn't knock my socks off. She certainly yeah. gave more of what was needed in the challenges and um, uh, in her final look that I that I saw from Plain Jane. And it's close. Like, I don't, I don't feel like these are the wrong contestants. I agree with Geneva up there, but I, uh, I think Nymphia, and frankly, part of the reason Geneva's up there is leaning into her cultural moments, which, which Nymphia yeah. did as well, partially. And I think maybe if we'd seen more of that from her, she'd be up there. Yeah. Well said. Well said. We got Becky G's shower as the lip sync for the wind song. Ugh. And, um, it was boring. And it was boring. Yeah. It, it, like, I don't know if it was just because they had her there that they played it longer, but it it felt like it went on and on <laughs> and on. And it's a, felt it like was, a, a rusical when you're like, Jesus Christ, how is this yeah, still going? Wow. Or like you, you think that moment's come where you're ready to like, you know, be applaud or whatever. And then suddenly it's just a slow moment. And that happens in the song where you think yes. it's, they're done and then and they're not. And, y- you know, yeah, I thought they both delivered something but this was maybe the song wasn't right but uh, there have been significantly better final you know final songs on drag race than this true yeah something about it i get that there's probably just challenges with a mid-tempo song but yeah it's not going to be a very memorable lip sync um i wanted a little more from geneva um a nip slip isn't enough for me to be super impressed again uh, a nip slip on a chest plate doesn't i i'm not that doesn't do anything for me. It is not, it, it's not her doing anything. It wasn't, you know, if she knew it was out and probably did, and she was kind of funny about how she put it back. Like that's, yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's a moment, but it's, yeah, just, that's fun, but it's just a moment. It's just a moment. Yeah. We have a lot of, yeah, we're at peak breastplate these days. We've we, we so are, much. we are. And I, you know, I, it's why I love like an Evie Oddly that comes out, you know, flat yes. every single time. Like I, b- boobs have nothing to do with the drag in my book. Yes, 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 I agree. It, as soon as they become a crutch, you know, we'll be, I'll be interested to see how Plain Jane's uh, aesthetic evolves. Yeah, um, very, very much so. And at least get your matching, get your color matching right. If you're going to try to convince me that that's that those oh, are your, uh, your boobs, hello. They need to. They need to match. Hello. If, right. If if being if being that blonde and that white is your shtick, make sure you match. Hello. Goodbye and good afternoon. You 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 said it. Yes, said it. Yes. Yeah, so plain Jane wins. Ah, sure. What? Whatever. Um, she wins. And next week we have the very exciting. Collision of all of our queens to look forward to. Ooh. Yeah, it's about time. I, I, you know, and listen, we, we learned that four, well, sort of five, if you count Nymphia, are, of these queens are from New York. And I wonder if they mm-hmm. all like each other. I and mean, they all know each other. I like that. But yeah. We, yeah. That'd be interesting to see. I'm very excited. I, I, I have to say, I'm really enjoying the season. I'm enjoying the cast, the weirdos, the villains, the heroes. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it all. I'm very excited to see how this season turns out. So am I. You know, you, you wonder every now and again if they're running out of talented drag queens, and the truth is, there's just more. They're creating more and more and more talented drag queens every oh single day. God. And this is a super talented cast. No matter what, this is going to be a good season. The drag, the the drag race, 
army is growing every day with UK versus the world and España All-Stars and holy shit, I cannot keep up. Do, um, do you have a favorite queen yet this season? Between We've now seen both episodes. Yeah, there's we have both, seen both episodes. Queens. Who Great you, question. Who's, who's your top one or two queens so far? I, I'm just, my favorites really are Safira Crystal and Nymphia Wind. Okay. All right. I, I think they just both give some drag excellence and some true stupidity. And I'm like, that's always going to be my favorite. Um, how about you? I'm with you on Safira. A part of that's just being a, a Philly boy and Safira Crystal is you know, top, oh, yeah. top Philly drag. Um, but, you know, one, one last week's episode for, for good reasons and can be mm-hmm. beautiful and be stupid. And I think that's, that sort of yeah. does it. That's also part of the reason I love Dawn so much. I, you know, every couple of years, there's an incredibly weird, sort of weirdo, yes. artistic, yes. dream catcher crystals queen. And I tend, to, I tend to fall right in line. I think Dawn is... From, from making the kind of looks that she does, turning the looks that she does, making herself look beautiful and stacking up against sort of much more traditionally trained queens. I'm a, I'm a Dawn fan right now. Dawn I am too. Fan. Yeah. Huge fans. I think those are three of the top four. And again, I'm throwing in plain Jane. Not because I want to see her there, but I think production would like to see her there. <laughs> Stoking the drama. She's going to be around a while. I think you're right about that. I think so. I think so. That that edit, she was heavy in the edit. I was like, Jesus Christ. She's like all the confession, all the talking heads in this episode. It, it's, it's funny. That whole first episode, episode one, I was it was driving me crazy that everybody was making fun of mandatory meat. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I liked, it reminded me how everyone picked on Tia coffee. It was like, like, yeah. like, like for, for, you know, for fuck's sake, back off, you know, leave her alone. And you know, for having the most creative name of any of the Queens this season or other seasons, I had high yeah. hopes and, you know, she's, she's weird too, but everybody was picking on her. And it was driving me crazy. And then we got to this episode where it felt like plain Jane was picking on every single cast member and that drove me crazy too. And so when you combine yeah. the two, um, I don't know if, if, if what we see is plain Jane picking out a mandatory meeting for three episodes, it's gonna yeah. be, it's gonna be hard to watch. Ooh, it's gonna be fun! <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Brian, tell us where we can support you, where we can find you online yeah. or otherwise. I, I, you know, listen, like everybody else, I'm all over social media. Uh, it's Brian Sims, Brian with an I, Sims with one M, PA for Pennsylvania. I think that's what it is in most most places. I, you know, I, I left the legislature last year. I spent the last year working with some of the world's largest companies, like I said, trying to get them to do the things about equality that they say they care about because they care about us. And um, I, I try to do that every single day. I work with a couple of organizations that I hope your listeners will go check out. Uh, uh-huh. One of them is the, the Tyler Clemente Foundation. It's an anti-bullying nonprofit that works to give the tools and resources to combat bullying in, in high schools and elementary schools and colleges even around the country. Um, one that I hope is especially valuable for your listeners is the, the National Victory Fund. The, the LGBTQ Victory Fund is the organization in America that finds and and trains and helps to fund LGBTQ plus elected officials all across the country and in South America. Um, the the Williams Institute says that there should be about 21, 22,000 out elected officials in America, and there are just about 12, 1,300. And so mm. invariably, somebody listening to you each week is going to think, boy, I would make better decisions than the person I just voted for or that I refuse mm-hmm. to vote for. 
And the answer is they're probably right. So learn more about doing it and become that candidate that you're so you're so interested in. And then the last one I'll say is always every single every single listener you have lives in a state that has an LGBTQ equality organization. Usually it's called you know equality and then the name of the state, Equality Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. A little different in New York and New Jersey, but those organizations right now are under some of the greatest attack uh, as we see you know, people coming for LGBTQ people across the country, they're on the, the front lines of those culture wars and they deserve our support. Thank you so much for that. We'll put those links in the podcast description. So if you're listening, just click clack to those words in the podcast episode description and you can go right to those links. So thank you so much. Brian, you're so fun. You're so delightful. Thank you for being both informational and a fucking blast. Well, you know what? Thank you for allowing me to ugly up your Instagram a little bit. One of the things that's really clear when you go look at who all of your guests hosts are throughout the years is that they are stunning. Beautiful. Fuck off. And from now With on- With all due respect, Brian, fuck no, off. No, people are going to be scrolling. They're going to be fuck looking. Like, look at all these looks. And then there's just going to be that guy with a beard. That they're, me, Brian, not you. They're going to scroll and they're going to be like, what, what, you what are- happened here? You're actually infuriating me right now. <laughs> um, you're infuriating me right now. I I saw. I think the. I think my listeners will be just, just peaches keen, happy to see your handsome mug on my podcast. Well, this mug is full of love for you and your show, and I'm so grateful that you had me on. This was a lot of fun to do. Ah! Let's figure out a way we can do it again. I, we will. We absolutely will. And let me know when you're in the California. I'll let you know when I'm over in your neck of the woods. I would love to grab, grab a gay drink and go, ha, 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 ha. I, I will invite you out here to the cabin. That sounds like a euphemism, and it, it might be. <laughs> log cabin, known log cabin no, no. Republican. <laughs> uh, you just ruined, just ruined everything. Everything. I just ruined it all. Um, thank you for listening to Dragger Podcast. If you like Dragger Podcast, follow us on Instagram. Go give us a review anywhere you get pods, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. Leave us a five star review, like this one from New York Onion that says, "Bring back my break." Love these comedians chopping it up, reviewing the show. Favorite guests are definitely Oscar, Nicole, and Rachel. Thank you, New York Onion. Thank you for giving us five stars. Thank you for supporting us because we're the only ones. Well, till next time, Brian, let the music play. was a HeadGum original.